0: And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff.
1: My guests today are Rini and Robert Henry from AskAngelics.com. Rini is an author and a hypnotherapist, and Robert Henry is a channel of the Archangels. Rini and Robert Henry, thank you so much for joining us today, and welcome.
2: Thank you, Jeff.
1: Thank you so much,
2: Jeff. And also, hello to all your viewers.
1: Yes good day to all of them. Thank you
2: before we start, I just want to um, uh, give a shout out to Bruce Carberry, who introduced us. so thank you Bruce
1: yes, thank you Bruce. So Robert Henry, how did you become a channeler in the first place?
2: I find when
0: i when I think back on how I came to this point, I must say that I am very surprised uh, about the journey because just like everyone else i went to school i also acquired a degree in financial accounting no less so it is very <clears throat> it is a very grounding subject and it is very factual so indeed that is the manner of person that i was before becoming a channel. I was very factual and black and white. And the first time that a great change happened for me was when I realized that indeed there are, that each person has multiple lives that reincarnation is a reality and that turned my world upside down because everything that i had held true up to that point in my life had absolutely dissipated into nothing and so i began that journey to rediscover what reality really is in my way and It was, and still is, to this day in my life, the most incredible journey that I have made in this lifetime. And it all started with the realization of reincarnation is quite real.
1: Was there some sort of event that acted as a catalyst to start this?
0: Yes, I remember it very, very clearly.
2: (laughs) Mum. Yes,
0: my mother and I, we had a discussion and she had come to the realization through other individuals on YouTube, most notably Dolores Cannon, that reincarnation was real. And at this point, I still put up quite an argument regarding that. I said, no, this is not possible. It's it's simply not true. And the very same evening when when we had this argument, I had a dream. And in this dream, I visited very small parts and was introduced to very small parts of three of my past lives. The very next morning, I apologized profusely to my dear mother to say I was wrong. And from that day forward, we said, there can be nothing else. This is real. And all that we had up to that point together believed in was... Not all there is. There was so much more.
2: I think, Jeff, <clears throat> sorry, what is very important is to remember that we were part of organized religion. Um, and I want to state this very clearly that I will say that without any judgment. Um, If you are part, you that view this, if you are part of organized religion, I will never judge you. I was part of organized religion for 50 years, 50 years. My children were born in the church um, and you, you can't just walk away. From any organized religion, a church where you had activities for six out of the seven days of the week. You can't just turn away. Something very significant must happen for one to do that and um, actually my awakening came very very swiftly within one month, um, November 2018 and it was It was so swift, and as Robert said, you know, I just discovered that reincarnation is a reality, and then the church didn't make sense anymore. And from that day on, everything that the archangels said, all the knowledge that they brought made sense and is still making sense. Um, There's no... Controversy or anything that does not add up. So um, after I discovered um, Dolores Cannon, I took up her course with the QHHT. And of course, Robert was my first subject. And he said, yes, of course, let's try this. So um, Robert went into the hypnotic state so quickly. I took him to two past lives. And at the end of the past lives, um, speaking to the higher self, I asked the higher self, is there any um, problem with his health? Um, Can they please check? Because, I mean, the energy goes through the body. And they said, yes, he's got a problem with his back. And I knew this. For years, Robert had a problem with his back. And then Robert started arching his back and do this um, under, still under the state of hypnosis. And I said to them, um, they said, we are correcting the back. I said, are you doing it now? They said, yes, we are doing it now. And then I heard a, a clicking sound and they said, the back has been realigned. Now that was that for me. I mean, really, um, what I've seen with my own eyes, what I've experienced, Jeff, um, there's no turning back. There's just no turning back from that. So what actually happened um, after the third or so um, session with Robert, um, I said to him, let's explore a little bit. Let's see what we can do. And he said, well, I want to know more about the um, Library of Alexandria. And I said, yes, but I I want to know more about Anastasia, what happened there. So we did that session. But just before that, I said to Robert, you know, this is a fantastic um, opportunity. And I, I want to put it out to your viewers there. Um, they must go, go and research about QHHT.
0: Yes, so at this point, I just wish to add, for those of your viewers who are not familiar, it is quantum healing hypnosis technique. Mm-hmm. And the first exponent of this technique was Dolores Cannon.
2: So, okay. Yes, so we explored, we we got all the knowledge um, the Library of Alexandria, exactly what happened there, and as as well with Anastasia. With Anastasia, when Robert went into the hypnotic state, um, I was speaking to a cat. He said, but I've got paws. And then I realized I'm speaking to a cat. And that was the cat. That entity I spoke to was the cat that literally... um, was the cat of Anastasia's brother. And that cat took us through the palace, described events there. Um, Just because it's a cat, it's also a soul. Um, Most of us has been animals in our previous lives. So um, Robert spoke Russian and he also spoke with a russian accent i mean robert cannot speak one word of russian it's uh, it's not just so and then the um library of alexandria i spoke to someone by the name of raz it was it was a very strange name to me and He said something else, and and I said, I I can't hear your name. He said to me, just call me Raz. And then I realized while speaking to Raz that he is in the library, and I can have knowledge of anything. I can ask any question because that library contains knowledge um, from all over the world. So... The next day, I went into a bookshop, and one book just stood out. It, it was a book about the archangels. Now, you must remember that the church that I had been part of never, never spoke about the archangels, funny enough. I, I bought the book, and I went to a coffee shop, and I started reading the book. And I turned over the page, and I saw Archangel Razahel. And it just struck me, I, I, I knew, I knew this was Archangel Razahel I spoke to in the library. I wasn't sure, but when I got home, I said to Robert, now, Robert, now, now, <laughs> go, I want, I want to connect and see. Then I asked the question and he said, yes. You you spoke to Archangel Razael, and that was the moment the Archangel stepped forward and they said to us, listen, um, they said to me, I'm not going to do QHHT. I learned this um, method of hypnosis so that it is in our contract before we came down that Robin and I will work together um, for the ascension. And then I realized Robert is a channeler and at that stage Jeff I didn't even know what a channeler was I didn't know what a channeler was so that is how we started
1: well thank you for sharing that Robert can you tell me exactly what it's like when you're channeling
0: so when i enter the state i immediately i immediately feel in a physical way, I feel weightless. I feel absolutely... in I am in a space of completeness and neutrality. So it is a completely neutral space. There's no emotion of any sort. And then, as they come in, I go out. So... Consciously, I leave the body. The reason this is, is because each person that is in, or myself in my experience, they explained it to me in this fashion that I have a key, and every time they come in, I give them the key to the door. And I go out, they come in, and then when they are completed. Again, I come in and they go out. So while they are in the body, I have a space of neutrality where I just exist in soul form or in energy form, if you wish. And I still feel the physical sensations of the body in every way, but I do not consciously have the means to interpret it. So, for example, if you were to pinch me, the nerves would still respond, but the mind would not interpret it as pain or discomfort or any such feeling or sensation. And also, what I have found is that I see everything that occurs, but I hear nothing at all. So, I hear nothing of that which is said. So my space is, in a, in a simple way, it is soundproof, so I hear nothing.
1: After the very first time you ever recorded yourself channeling, did you go back and watch it? And if so, were you shocked to see yourself answer these questions?
0: Yes, I do find that it is an essential part of my learning experience as well, that I, because I am not consciously present, I watch every session that I present so that I can also consciously learn from it as well when I return. So yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. And to answer the question of the first time, yes, it was a most intriguing feeling seeing myself in that state and the energy that
2: I received from it.
0: it. It was a most intriguing experience.
1: All right. Well, would you guys like to get started?
2: Absolutely. Um, Jeff, I can just explain. I'm going to mute because uh, I'm going to use the keyword. Then after I have given Robert the keyword, he will go into that state. And then I will unmute and I will ask whoever is going to present themselves must come forward. And then they will announce themselves. And then I will tell you, you can start asking questions.
1: I'm ready whenever you guys are.
2: Okay, so I'm going to mute now. Sure. Those who wish to come forward may do so now.
0: Greetings. For those of you who do not know, we are Azrael. Our dominion is that of messages, and we are also the bridge between the angelical realm and all other realms.
2: Thank you, Archangel Azrael, for stepping forward. So, Jeff, you can go ahead and ask your questions.
1: My first question is, why do some humans have near-death experiences?
2: Very well.
0: So... Let us begin by explaining what a near-death experience indeed is. The soul exists in a very small part within the earth experience. The rest of each and every soul that exists within the earth experience in a particular lifetime exists on the ethereal planes. The ethereal planes are simply a space where there is no limitation of any sort and there is completeness in all respects. So when a soul agrees to come into the earth experience to learn, they agree to, among other things, limitation, which means that, indeed, they are not in full knowing. And so they have a cord that is attached to the soul, over which the body in all its layers, including the physical, is then placed. This cord allows... The soul to though the soul is not consciously aware of it, the soul is permitted through this cord to travel to and from the earth experience to gain knowledge and then to return to the earth experience. So, this is what happens when one dreams and one rests and in other spaces also, that one indeed as a soul travels between the Earth experience and the ethereal planes for for the purpose of acquiring knowledge that one then uses within the lifetime as a soul. So then, a near-death experience is indeed where a space within a particular lifetime of a particular soul is reached where the soul decides, do I wish to continue with the lifetime that I am presently experiencing? Or do I wish to return? There are many reasons why souls may choose to do this. But chiefly, it is because the challenges and the experiences which they have agreed to learn and experience are exceedingly challenging. And so the soul reaches a space within the lifetime where the limitation becomes, from its perspective within limitation, Unbalancing and so a soul choice is made, which is and this is unique to each and every soul, whether they wish to continue with a particular lifetime or whether they wish to return. And so a near-death experience is then where the soul then has returned for a space. To the ethereal planes made the decision then to again return to the physical form and indeed those experiences of completeness that are experienced and are described in many ways in most intriguing and wonderful ways is what is experienced by the soul and what is described is the space of completeness that is felt when they return for that space in making the decision whether to return to the earth experience in the particular lifetime or whether to return and perhaps try again in another lifetime or perhaps it may be that the lifetime is indeed completed and the soul returns.
1: If someone is struggling in life, is that their life journey or is just struggling something that they're going to at that particular time in their life?
0: Yes. So there are chiefly two ways or manners in which a struggle manifests. Either it is a challenge, which the soul has agreed in this lifetime to overcome, and to learn from it, or it is because they have created it within their reality. It must be remembered that each and every soul, even within limitation, is an exceedingly great being. And what this means is the potential that a soul has to create. Each and every soul is responsible for everything within their reality. And this is the great realization that is tested and is learned within the earth experience. That even within limitation, one is responsible for one's own reality. Conversely, what does this mean? It means that... If something is a mess or perhaps unfitting within your reality and you experience it in this way, you have the means as a soul to uncreate it and create something in its place. But what does this require? It requires that you must understand fully that all you need in a particular lifetime is within you. As a soul, you have everything that you require.
1: If time does not exist in the ethereal world, is it possible for us to reincarnate to the past?
0: One may indeed travel to that lifetime to learn things from the lifetime, but to physically travel through time, whether it be to the past or the future, this is not possible. And the reason this is not possible is because time as a concept in its entirety is an illusion. Because, indeed, in truth, the entire existence, whether it be upon the earth plane or elsewhere, is a single moment. But now one may ask, but how then did the concept of time come to be? And that is due to limitation. And limitation is an integral part of the earth experience. So now one may continue to say, but how indeed is it then that time, as we say, is an illusion? Because time is a function of relativity. Why do we say this? Because of the earliest unearthings of human existence, time was measured. And how was this done? There are many examples, but we shall choose one. Sundials, how do they work? It is the position of the earth in relation to the sun. That is why we state that time is a function of Relativity, time only exists because the concept of relativity exists as well. And why does relativity exist? Because all things do not appear equal within limitation, despite the universal law that it indeed is. But due to the unique Earth experience, Brought about by limitation, it is indeed so that the appearance of not being equal in any aspect, and this may be applied to any aspect, it is indeed such that it is not always clear that all are equal. And therefore, relativity came into existence and the concept.
1: As an archangel. Do you enjoy being channeled?
0: It is indeed, we do gather from your energy, that you ask that indeed what is the experience to us and how do we experience it. And so we do state that this space within the earth experience the space within the journey of the earth experience where we are presently in that the earth experience is progressing in all respects yes it is an experience that has no before been experienced in this way and It is during this time that some refer to as the Ascension that many of these never-before-seen experiences occur. And these never-before-seen experiences will take many forms, both physical and otherwise, and channeling of any being, whether it be an archangel or any other, is indeed such an experience, yes.
1: Are angels an evolution of humans, or are they a completely different beings?
0: So let us begin by stating that all souls are equal, and that means that souls are also equal to angelics, though we as angelics are not souls. And it is only due to a limitation that equality does not appear at first to be a part of reality. But indeed, yes, all souls are equal, and so souls are also equal to beings who are not souls, such as angelics. As to the purpose of angelics, we are both those who assist within the Earth experience, and we are also the guardians of the experience also. This presents a most intriguing space within the ascension, as it is called, this journey of the Earth experience, that we also progress as beings with the Earth experience, We were created for the earth experience alone because of the great magnitude and nature of the experience, in particular limitation in all its forms, so that assistance may be gained. However, due to another fact, which is unique to earth, which is free will, We may only assist if it is requested. Now we come to another matter. How does one then indeed request assistance? And the answer is simple simply ask. Do not genuflect, do not pray. Because, indeed, we have just stated that all souls are equal, both to each other and to us. So if this is true, which it is, why then would it be necessary to pray and to genuflect? This is unnecessary and is a state of being that has been brought about by limitation within the earth experience. So simply ask, as one equal to another, what assistance you require. And indeed, we shall answer. But there is one more aspect that is required for this to be so. And it is the first which we have examined. And that is that you must know in fullness and with the entirety of your being, even within limitation, that everything that you require is Within you.
1: Are demons real? And if so, what is their purpose?
0: Very well. So, the concept of demons and angels, for that matter, as they are described previously, no, they are not real. Demons are A concept created by fear, and fear is quite simply imbalance. Although the concept of light and darkness does exist, light and darkness are equals, and light and darkness is not the same as good and evil, because good is imbalance and evil is imbalance, but good is an imbalance of light and evil is an imbalance of darkness. So also the concept of good and evil does not exist and demons as you describe them and as they have been described by many through the eons are a creation out of limitation and fear. And fear is simply a physical manifestation of imbalance within any being or within any reality. So what is darkness then? Darkness is the space of learning. It is the space of challenge. It is not the space of evil. So, each soul According to its contract of soul that it creates for itself before coming into the earth experience and thereby agreeing, you as a soul determine each to their own what skills and talents you will have, for example, and also what challenges you will have in a particular lifetime, because balance must be maintained. So, That means that, yes, you have skills and you have situations and realities within which you excel. And then you have realities in which you have agreed to accept a degree of challenge so that you may overcome this challenge. Why would a soul wish to do this? For the universal purpose. And what universal purpose is that? It is soul Furthermore, we wish to state that both experiences in which one excels in a particular lifetime and those of challenge present soul growth. However, in the space of challenge or darkness or space of learning, the degree of soul growth is exemplified and greatly increased. And that is why challenges are at particular spaces and in terms of particular souls, they agree to a great degree of challenge in a particular lifetime or multiple lifetimes. This is why
1: such a thing occurs. How can one determine what their life purpose is? So there are indeed many ways, more still
0: since this time and space where we have arrived, that humanity often refers to as the ascension. So quantum healing is one. Another is to use natural substances such as plants that have been known and been presented to humanity and which are known to have highly connective properties, which we mean that they are used to transcend limitation for a space so that that which you describe, may be achieved. Also, one may achieve it through learning only, so simply by proceeding through the lifetime, though this is exceedingly challenging. Another example is meditation. Meditation in various forms is one of the many spaces that can be considered a starting point for the journey which you describe.
1: Are extraterrestrials real, and if so, are they currently on the planet?
0: Very well. So, indeed, this is a most intriguing aspect, and so we will discuss this further. The concept of souls is quite well known. But now we make another statement. There are no indigenous souls of Earth. Souls come from all over the universes to the Earth experience. Why? Because Earth is unique in that it is a proving ground. It is the most challenging planetary experience that exists within all the universes and all the galaxies. And so, yes, there are known indigenous souls of Earth or souls that hail from Earth. Souls come from all over the galaxies and the universes. They come to Earth to experience limitation and the great challenge that it presents and also the soul growth that it that is gained by these experiences. So now we make another statement. The concept of a soul is equal to the concept of an extraterrestrial. So all souls, irrespective of their form within the Earth experience are extraterrestrials. And indeed, now we come to why connection, particularly during this space that humanity has aptly named the ascension. What is occurring? The connection, so full knowing is being re-achieved and re-explored. And It is through limitation that the knowledge that souls are indeed from everywhere else within the galaxies is only now becoming quite clear. So what happens when one connects with one's deeper self? One is connecting with one's planet, one's true being, even one's soul family. So yes, souls are deemed to, for the purpose of our discussion, to hail from a particular planet. And what planet is this? It is the first soul experience that one chooses. This is what is often described as one's soul family because it is one of the greatest choices that a soul makes is where to begin the soul growth journey. So this is when a soul has been created by source. The first lifetime that is experienced is considered the soul family because it is such a significant and a choice of such a great magnitude. So when one connects or one meditates, it is not only possible to heal, to retrieve knowledge, but also to connect with one's true being and also one's soul family or the planet from which you hail for the purposes of this discussion. Though it must be noted that no soul truly hails from anywhere in particular, but it is simply to explain the concept.
1: Is the human body in its current form native? to the earth that has been evolved or is it something that has been manipulated into what it currently is?
0: Ah yes so now we come to another concept which is before the earth experience was created there were merely other experiences and so the earth experience was created by souls by all souls even those who are now part of the the earth experience itself so after the earth was created by among others those who are now part of it for we all created it together with source and so after earth was created and the space had elapsed within the great moment that is eternity, souls agreed to become and experience the Earth experience from within. And so, yes, the souls who are even now a part of the Earth experience have assisted in creating the human form and all other forms which one now Receives.
1: It has been explained by Dolores Cannon that there are people on this planet called background people that, in my understanding, do not have a soul or a spirit. Is that true? And can you tell us more about those people?
0: Yes. So indeed, it is as you have described. Firstly, yes, they are not souls. And they also do not have, as you have determined, they do not have a spirit. So what is a, and we will use the singular, what is a background person? It is unformed energy that is formed by the universe of the experience to further assist in providing the experience to which souls have agreed. So it is to keep intact the illusion that is limitation and many other aspects of the Earth experience. And that is why the so-called background people can never be reached. They do not seem to be able to be interacted with. And this is the reason why.
1: Is there going to be a rapture, as some are taught to believe?
0: There many definitions of this, in which particular respect do you refer your question?
1: Into the biblical sense of the rapture?
0: Very well. So in the biblical sense of the great divide, this is... Again, an illusion. It is imaginary that has been brought about by limitation and writings under limitation. There is no great divide because there is no great judgment. Judgment as a concept, ecclesiastical or otherwise, does not exist. So what occurs then when a soul leaves the body, and the lifetime is ended. Then what is known as a life review occurs. And the soul, whose lifetime it was, perceives for itself how it proceeded through the lifetime. And it determines, and it alone determines, whether it has done well enough, meaning that it has done or learned a particular lesson, perhaps, or had a particular experience, to the degree that the soul intended. So is the soul satisfied? So each soul judges for itself. And so the great divide or the great judgment, this is not possible, and is a creation that has been created under limitation, and is unfounded.
1: I found it interesting that you commented earlier on the illusion of limitation. Is this illusion here so we can challenge ourselves?
0: Yes, that is why we use the phrase the proving ground. Earth is a proving ground. It is unlike any other planetary experience that exists. And so it is also not only the most challenging, but it is most often the very last planetary experience that souls experience because they learn everything else, because the Earth experience is so challenging, that they prepare thoroughly and then they attempt the Earth experience.
1: Where do souls go once they feel like they've finished with the Earth?
0: So yes, it is such that angelics escort souls from The earth experience to the ethereal planes, as the cord is discarded in the particular lifetime, and then they proceed to a space, so it is not a room of any physical shape or form, it is merely a space of energy, where the life review then takes place. And then, indeed, the soul either plans another earth experience. Perhaps returns due to being dissatisfied with the particular lifetime. It may even be for karmic repayment or for such reasons. Or it may be that after the Earth experience, they proceed to other planetary experiences.
1: Are prayers important? And if so, why does it seem like a lot of them don't get answered?
0: Very well. So, prayer as a concept is indeed a most limiting action. Why do we say this? You are limiting yourself as a soul. Why? Because if one needs to pray or needs to genuflect, then you do indeed not consider yourself equal to others or to us, or any other being outside of the earth experience. And so you are not aware of your full potential and you do not acknowledge it. And this is why prayers are not answered. Because, indeed, you are not in a state of being to create or to change your reality in any way now you may ask but there are experiences and situations where it does appear that prayers are indeed answered but this is because that experience was a part of the contract of soul and the soul has unknowingly achieved that which it has set out within the particular experience or situation within the lifetime so that is why it is such that prayers are quite fickle and that is because you are not in full command of your reality you place the means to affect your reality outside of yourself, whether it be towards a deity, towards anything outside of you, another soul, another physical being, irrespective of its form, the chief matter is that the energy is outside of you. You have given away the means to affect your own reality, which is, of course, what one is intended to do within the Earth experience. One is intended to learn how to be in command of one's own reality within limitations. But the reason it has become so easy for such concepts to arise is because in order for one to be truly in command of one's reality, one must accept that both that which one perceives as fitting and unfitting, so perhaps comfortable and uncomfortable within one's reality, is of one's own making. And this is a most challenging concept to realize and accept particularly under limitation with such limitations as the conscious mind because it is simpler under limitation to say oh it it is it falls to this being or that being to assist me no you have everything that you require right within your own being. Which means that you are of such great means to create that you can create anything. And the universe and the experience at large does not differentiate whether what you create is from your perspective or from your reality and as you experience it, whether it is fitting or unfitting, the experience itself does not care. That is why, yes, it happens under limitation that one creates something that is not what one wishes, but then one must remember that one fully has the means to uncreate it and create something much more fitting in its place. Irrespective of what one has created, everything can be created and everything can be uncreated.
1: Do you think we're supposed to be here to suffer or to come to the realization that we can uncreate and recreate something that's more pleasurable?
0: This is another concept that we must address. Source does not punish anything or anyone any being of any sort. So yes, the earth experience and the degree of challenge that it presents is solely in existence for its exceptional means towards soul growth and towards such realizations as you describe.
1: Since you stated that demons are not real, does that mean that hell is not real as well?
0: That is indeed correct. Both Heaven and hell, as it is described in texts, are creations that have indeed been created by humanity, but it has been created out of fear. They are creations that have come into existence under limitation, out of fear, and fear alone. And fear is what? Fear is the one of many physical manifestations of
1: imbalance well due to time i'm going to have to end this question and answer session but i want to say thank you for being present and answering the questions for us
0: uh, greetings to all
2: now i want all the consciousness and personality of robert to once again return to this body and fully integrate now. Robert, I'm going to count from five to one. And on the count of one, you will be wide awake, feeling wonderful. Coming up, five, four, three, two, one, wide awake, wide awake, feeling wonderful. Robert, yes, are you fully connected?
1: I am, yes. Welcome back. So he's
2: back. <laughs> Welcome <you>. back.
1: Yes. <laughs> Rini. Good day to everyone. <laughs> Rini, was there a question that I asked that you had never heard asked before and you were also curious of the answer? Jeff.
2: First of all, I have to say the questions that you ask is absolutely wonderful. Um, You you did a great job. Um, I do not want to sound arrogant, but through these, say, two years, we have answered so many questions Although um, some of the que- questions that you did ask, I was so glad that you did, because I think it's time that humanity must really hear the truth. So you you absolutely did a great job there. Um, you must remember that um, on our website, we do have um, a space where People can post their questions and then I will on, uh, ask them to the angelics. Um, but there was a question that you asked that no one ever asked before. And that was the question of do demons exist? So that was a great question. It's You are the first one to ask that question. So thank you very much.
1: Well, I can't take credit for that because most of the questions were submitted to me by my audience, including that one. So,
2: All right. For
1: whoever. Right audience. Whoever submitted that one, thank you. Yes. Now that we're talking about my audience, a lot of the questions that my audience presented today didn't get answered or even asked. And if they want, can they go to your website and submit the questions to you and then you'll ask the questions and post them in a YouTube video?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, They go to askangelix.com and they will see everything on the website there. And there is a space where they can post their questions. Um, And then I will ask the questions and that is how we make our videos. Then um, the, the videos will be posted on YouTube, but the full lens video is on Vimeo. Although once a month, we do post a full-length video on YouTube as well. Um, They can reach us by email as well, ask.angelix at gmail.com. So they are most welcome to ask their questions. I think it's very, very important um, during this time to, to make use of this.
1: What is the name of your YouTube channel?
2: Ask Angelics, but they will see everything on the website. If they visit the website, everything is on there.
1: All right. Well, you have the website. You have the YouTube channel. Do you have anything else that you're working on that you guys want us to know about?
2: Well, um, not at the moment. Um, We do have another mission, but that involves Gaia. Um, We will, uh, Robert and I will travel to structures and assist Gaia in ascending, but um, on YouTube, this is what we do. We are trying to answer questions, but you will see that we we will never advertise or uh, do things like that because um, humanity must be ready. The other thing that we will be working on is books. Um, yes, we will be writing books. Um, there's actually one book already ready, where Robert channeled, um, I transcribed, and um, Archangel Razahel, he um, gave all the knowledge for the book.
1: Over the years of watching these videos of yourself, Robert, what, what has been the thing that you've seen yourself say that has surprised you the most?
0: <laughs> Jeff um, it is not that there is nothing that surprised me it is what did not surprise me I, I'm trying to find the one to pick but there isn't just one uh, I learn from every session and in every session there are many many things that I go oh that's curious or that's unusual I, I did not expect such an answer and so Yes, it's a curious statement to make, but I'm going to make it, is that when I return consciously and I'm fully returned, I continue to learn from these sessions myself as well. And I also try as much as I can to implement as much of it as I can in my own life. So indeed, yes. No one ever stops learning, and I am no exception. So indeed it is and continues to be a lifetime journey.
1: Since you've been a channeler, how have you changed as a person?
0: The greatest change for me is acceptance of situations and circumstances that are different to my own. I will state without regret or shame that when I was within religion and the particular branch of religion that we were in, we did not realize, but we were exceedingly judgmental of others. And that has been the greatest change to me. I have been able to implement in a very physical and very all-encompassing way a manner for me to be much more understanding of circumstances and the lives of others and the lifetimes of others outside of myself. And so that is without a doubt the greatest lesson that I've learned
1: on this journey
0: up to this point.
1: All right. Well, before we finish up, can I have one of you leave us with one last positive message?
2: Yes, Jeff, I think um, if one can, can let go of the logical mind, a new world will open, something just magical, because then you will discover who you are, what you are doing here. If you ask a question, you will get an answer without the logical mind getting in the way because I think really if I can say two things that are really big limitations here it is emotion and your logical mind try to live your life with feeling the moment you live with feeling and not thought your life will change
1: Thank you for that message. And thank you both for being my guest today. I really appreciate you and I wish you both the best.
2: Thank
0: you, Jeff. Thank you so much, Jeff. And also, good day to your viewers also. And
1: we hope
0: that you have enjoyed this.
2: Appreciate it. Thank you so much. much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff.
1: Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast.